0: Hello and welcome to this Taking Off podcast. I'm Dan. We've got Christy here. We're going to have a little bit of fun and just relax a little bit on this Taking Off podcast. Okay, welcome. I'm Dan Milliken.
1: And I'm Christy Wong.
0: All right, Christy, we've got a lot of things going on it's uh we're into the summer now we've got air venture coming around the corner we're going to be there we're going to be saying hi to people plus we are going to be doing our on location in the hangar episodes yes and I, that, that was a lot of fun last year
1: yes that's what i was told <laughs> i don't remember any of it
0: yeah we i get remember so busy. being ambushed oh yeah we did ambush you what was the ambush let me think here <laughs> Was something about you, like, jumping out of a perfectly good airplane?
1: I've been bamboozled into agreeing to jump out of an airplane once we hit 100,000 subscribers, which is coming up, by the
0: way. Yeah, uh, we had a really big surge at the beginning of the year. Sure would like to get another big surge so that we could make it by the end of the year.
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
0: (laughs) Well, I will say you've got a few people who have commented that if Christy doesn't want to jump, we shouldn't make her. But um I thank you. But I still think you should jump. Oh my gosh. It's you're gonna love it. You're gonna absolutely love it. Okay, we'll All right. see. So what we're gonna do today, or just have some fun. Um, we reached out I texted our friend Brian Turner, who has no clue we're doing a podcast right now. None. So I'm gonna try to call him. I'm gonna see if he'll pick up and let's do some ambushing of our own on him.
1: I like this idea.
0: Okay, now he's recently um a while back recently a while back he did a video um about the ownership of the cost ownership of an airplane and pretty much just said that g- only guys can afford it right
1: uh no what he said was that uh this one's for the guys like don't tell your wives if you're you know that it's going to cost us much to own an airplane yada yada so being a female airplane owner I, I have a bone to pick with him
0: okay let's let's try i'm okay so i don't know what we're going to get here but i'm going to try to call him right now and see what happens okay Let's see if he picks up. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, got something kind of serious. Uh, Christy has a bone to pick with you.
2: Really? Hey, what's going
1: on? <laughs> He's like, really? What I do? Uh, I what? I watched the video that you recently put out. Something, something about guys owning airplanes, and this one's for the boys. And a hundred percent of your viewership yeah. is.
2: Hey, you know what? I I read my analytics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently, Christy takes um, um, unction, exception, exception to you saying (laughs) that only guys own airplanes, which is basically what you're saying, right? Yeah,
2: Brian. No, I I literally said if no, I literally said if you're a woman and you want to buy a plane, no guy's going to stop you. You don't have this problem if you if you paid attention.
0: Oh, we have to pay attention to his videos? When, Wait a minute. When, when does that
1: start? I did not know. Brian, uh, we'd like to welcome you on the podcast. <laughs>
2: I, I sat there and I wondered. I was like, why are both of them talking to me at the same time? Like, there's a, a microphone somewhere.
1: <laughs> oh, see, I thought for sure you'd be able
0: to tell by the, the nice audio baseness of everything. I, but does this it, sound it,
2: normal it, it, to you? Uh, th- there is something about it that I can't put my finger on that is different. <laughs>
1: oh, put, your fing- put your finger on it, because yeah, we decided to ambush you uh, on the podcast today. What's up?
2: <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. Just sitting here <laughs> taking practice written tests for my commercial. Just...
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that.
0: Um, it, uh, are you on pace to uh, to take that check ride in about
2: 2025? No, honestly, I honestly shouldn't. <laughs> I should have it done before Oshkosh. Oh, really? That's the, uh... yeah, it's fast. Yeah. Dude, this is a silly rating. Like, I'm going through it. Like, n- none of this stuff.
1: I tried to tell I... you that. It's so The commercial is a silly rating? Well, it's.
2: It is. I, so I, I went up with an instructor and he had me do all these maneuvers. And, like, he's like, I think you're really check ride ready. Just go out and practice. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he's like, he just, like, but again, I've been flying for 10 years. I know how to fly a plane. But then I'm like, you know, it's like, why this stuff is considered commercial like you're ever on spirit airlines and they're all eight's on pylons time boys (laughs) you know what
1: (laughs) i i used to think the same thing and when i became an instructor what i realized is it's about energy management it's really controlling the airplane and so the private is like hey i can fly an airplane good enough to not get killed we hope yeah the instrument is hey previously i learned how to avoid the weather but now i'm going to learn to fly with the weather And the commercial is fine-tuning those private pilot maneuvers effectively and really honing in on your energy management.
0: Well, and to me, I think it's the the commercial is learning to become precise because as pilots, we really need to be precise. And um, I personally, I do commercial flying. You know, I do air-to-ground aerials every month for a client. Um I'm doing steep turns. I'm and I need to hold the altitude and I need to do a whole bunch of different things that are in that right. So to me it's not silly.
2: That's that's a good point because when I think of commercial though I think of hopping on Southwest and going to, you know, 500 miles away. Yeah, for aerial photography, pipeline, all that kind of stuff. Uh it makes it makes sense. These yeah, pipeline if, guys that are zigzagging.
0: If you get a commercial pilot's license, you cannot go into the cockpit of Spirit and fly. No. You have to get an no, ATP. So well, yeah. Right. Well, it, well, that's
1: and... the way it is now, but it didn't always used to be that way. First officers, uh, back before 2013, first officers could Colgan. be hired, yeah, with a commercial mm-hmm. multi certificate. And you had to have a minimum, obviously, of 250 hours, but oftentimes you had to have 2,000 or more hours to be more competitive. But either way, that the commercial certificate, although it does seem silly when you first go into it, it's like the fifteen hundred hour rule. People are like, Oh, it's so silly. But then when you finally get there and then you start flying the bigger jets, you kinda realize, oh, okay, this this does serve a purpose.
0: Yeah, and the Chandel, I mean I can't tell you how many times I've been flying in a canyon and needed to get out. I was waiting I for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you don't think I'm doing chandels in the 175. No, I'm just kidding. I do not. The Cessna 175? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the only 175 I'm doing chandels in.
2: So, i would say it's fun though it, it's it's fun flying like um you know people who who ahead of time were like oh you're gonna hate this and you're gonna hate that part and like the eights on pylons is actually probably my favorite um the only thing i don't like about it is i'm scared i'm gonna have a bird strike because you're so low to the ground um yeah. but the the maneuvers are fun uh and it's actually you know i'm probably i've done like six or seven flights now and um i'm feeling way more confident flying my plane than i have up to this point because i'm I'll go power install that thing, falling leaf it all the way to the ground now. And it doesn't, you know, raise my blood pressure anymore. So that's, that's a huge actual benefit that of, of is doing this huge. stuff.
1: I used to try to get, I would take Brian up for uh, his flight review like, seriously, when we actually did this flight review, I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and get into some slow flight and we'll do a power-off stall. And he was like, do I have to? <laughs> no, I
2: don't want to. No. I never liked yeah. that stuff, but it's like now, it doesn't bug me. See,
1: the power-off stalls never bother. Well, okay, when I was a baby pilot, like a student pilot, they really did bother me. I have me.
0: footage of you going, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't yeah, do this. Yeah,
1: I so. did not want to do that. We
2: but need to see that footage, Dan, just for my, my own ego.
1: <laughs> well, now, now power-off stalls. Are like nothing to me. I'm like, I go out there I'm and like- in the
0: 175. No, <laughs> well,
1: we we actually <laughs> hold on, you joke, but in the simulator, when we do our training, our recurrent training every year, we have to stall the airplane in the simulator. We're not actually stalling it. Fun fact, I have stalled an actual jet before on purpose, which most pilots do really? not get to do. Yeah.
0: Tell us about that.
1: Okay. So when I after I got furloughed, I was doing some corporate contract flying. And they were get, helping me get my uh, second-in-command rating on a couple of the jets uh, so that I would be more insurable for them. And we got to go up. It was in a um, citation, actually. We went out, and we just did maneuvers. I did maneuvers in the Lear 45 as well. Go, we actually went out. We did steep turns and slow flight and go-arounds. and um, Power-off 180s. Uh, no, we didn't do that, but, um, <laughs> because every landing in the jet is an accuracy landing, but, um, we, we did go up. And so, uh, yeah, went out over the New Mexico desert and, uh, put the airplane into a stall, like a power off stall. And it, it's exactly like doing a falling leaf stall in the warrior. It just buffets and she kind of oscillates down a little bit, but that was really it. And obviously we oh, I assume the
2: really recovery with Take longer because uh, don't those engines take a lot more time to spool up than they a prop?
1: Take, right. They, and that's funny because we actually had this conversation earlier about power inputs when we did recorded another podcast. But um, yeah. So, but it's, what do you do? How do you recover from a power off stall? You put I the let nose, go of the yoke. Yeah. Put the nose down. And that's exactly how we recovered in the jet is you put the nose down, you gain some airspeed. Because remember, it's the same across any aircraft platform. Pitch for airspeed, power for altitude. So, if you want to increase your airspeed, what do you do? You pitch and then you power to climb out of it. Right. So, that's exactly what we did. And that was fun. We also did emergency descents. And that was wild. Cause I've done that in the simulator. And that was, that's crazy. Cause the simulator really does sim, it, it full on simulates, but you don't get the same g forces and stuff. And when we did the emergency descents in the citation, oh, mama, that was insane.
0: Um, for those who may not understand, why would you do an emergency descent and what is it?
1: Uh, you're on fire and you need to get down or loss of pressurization. So now you, you don't have you know, oxygen and you may, maybe you have a failure of the oxygen system. But re- honestly, the emergency descent is for you're on fire and uh, we don't want to be a Swiss Air 111 We need to get down on the ground right now.
2: That's okay. another podcast we could do.
0: So yeah, all right. So Brian, what's your favorite uh, commercial uh, maneuver to practice?
2: You know, it's it's so funny because going into this, I would I would my answer would have guessed completely different. I love the power off one eighties. I think it's so stinking cool. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, Have you nailed? I just dude. There's something every single one of them. Like I'm. I I (laughs) went into this thinking I'm not going to be like seriously. I'm not a confident pilot. I went into this thinking this is gonna take me twice as long as everybody else. I'm not gonna be able to do it. I'm a sloppy pilot. And like, dude, I, like out of the gate, like this guy's like, he, like literally was this, he's like, uh, yeah, you, you you, know what you're doing. And I'm like, no, this is all luck. Let's do it again. And so just, I think I'm a, I think I'm, I may not believe I am, but I think I'm a good sort of fly by feel kind of pilot. Right. Like I couldn't tell you the num- numbers and quote the math and do all that kind of stuff, but I can kind of feel what the plane's doing. And I think I have some pretty good intuition. And I think that's benefiting me. That's um, what being but- a commercial
1: pilot is. You literally become one with the airplane. I'm not joking. <laughs>
2: You really do. And I think it. I have that skill a little bit, but my fear is like someone's going to have you know in the middle of a flight pull out an E6B and have me calculate something. I'm going to just roll it into the ground at that point. And be like I can't help you with actual data,
1: Brian. As <laughs> your as your instrument instructor, the thing I'll tell you about you is that you have imposter syndrome big time. You're like, I'm not oh,
2: you that can smell way. it on me from a mile away. Absolutely. When yeah, I walk in too early.
1: <laughs> but I would never have signed off on you for your check ride if I didn't have full confidence in you. And you know, it's so funny i okay so i have gotten calls from people asking me did you and brian have a falling out and i was like wait why they're like aren't you what happened i thought you were going to be his instructor for commercial Uh-oh. and it's like oh okay well no we didn't have a falling out i talked to brian like every week you know and yeah, we brian,
0: I, brian told me that there was no way he was going to have christy be his instructor <laughs> never stepping into playing with that woman no. again oh,
2: she made my- me stall this thing <laughs>
1: No, it's just with my airline schedule and everything, like we we were having a hard time matching up our schedules. And so I told Brian, Hey, I'll, I'll do ancillary, uh, ancillary flying with you. I'll do check ride prep with you, et cetera. But I didn't want to, I didn't want him to have to count on me and only get to fly once every two weeks, which is why he's flying with this other instructor, um, but we do still fly together. We are still good friends. I want everybody to know. Yeah, my
2: my my plane's broken right now. Um what and did the you piece is it? supposed to fix it.
0: He's been spitting fuel all over his landing gear thinking Dude. that's a way to
2: clean it or well, something.
1: Well, I saw him spitting money at it and I was like, something's gonna get jammed in there.
2: I we are really no kidding lucky to be alive or not alive, but not Birdie. an insurance claim with a plane out in the field somewhere. What happened? My, one of my fuel lines busted in flight. The primary <gasps> fuel, the only fuel line that brings fuel, busted in flight on our way from Brokenville, Oklahoma, and so it's just spewing fuel everywhere. Which one is a fire hazard? But two, I had my mechanic look at it, and he goes, "I don't know how your engine stayed running." He's like, "The line separated." He's like, "Like literally, fuel's just falling out, and because the engine's sucking it in, it's getting drawn." It like he goes, "I don't get it," and I was like. I was like, I don't even know enough to know what I'm looking at, but your concerns making me concerned. And so <laughs> I've got this, I'll send you pictures of it. I got these two pieces that basically just sheared off. Oh my god! And I, I don't know if it was, I have no idea, but he was, he was trying to explain, the more he explained to me how this works and what was wrong, the more I was like, I didn't even realize, like I would have gotten back up and flown again, other than I, I could, you know, fuel in my tire was blue. Oh
1: my gosh. Um, this so is wild. For
2: $60, <laughs> it, it is. So I have, you know, $60 in parts that are arriving in the mail that are going to, Make this not a problem anymore. But now I'm like, what other 60 year old piece of aluminum on my planes? So you know,
1: nah,
0: case. Nah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the crazy thing in that situation is if you had, let's say the engine had quit running, you wouldn't have known that it was fuel. You would have been messing around, trying different things. can like have been I know turning on I've the got, fuel
1: pump.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's fuel. true. Like, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the the best news is I've just been doing engine out stuff for the last month. So I'm, it's it's primed, uh, my reaction to that type of stuff, but I would have, I would have no idea. And then I probably would, if I put in the field, I would have been like, yeah, when we landed, we probably snapped that fuel. Like, I don't know how people figure out what causes what.
0: Well, I guess the one clue was that you were smelling fuel in flight.
2: Mm -hmm. And I'll say this two flights now. So my first flight with a new instructor, we got up, and he goes, "Do you smell fuel?" And I said, "Yeah, I kind of always do, though." And he goes, "Is it always this strong?" And I said, "I said I don't think so." And so we landed, and we looked at it, and we crawled all around underneath the plane and the cow and the engine, and we couldn't find any leaks, any fuel. Everything was bone dry. Um, and the I had a little bit of fuel.
0: The blue landing gear didn't give it away.
2: No, so. <laughs> but I Well, I'll tell you, I had we had topped off the tanks, and. Um, I had blue streaks on the top of my wing, which is not abnormal when you fill a tank all the way at the top. So I was like, well, maybe I'm smelling this. Um, and so we, we found a way to justify it. But there's there's no way. we. I mean, if we saw fuel inside the cowl, we would have tried to follow it and, and figure it out. But so we took back off and flew home. And then I did that flight with my wife. And same conversation. Um, do you smell fuel? And I asked her, I go, do you smell that? And she goes, yeah. I go, it seems really strong to me, and she's like, "Hey, it does me too." And so the only thing I noticed was we were in cruise, and I was still full rich. So I was like, "You know what? Maybe I'm just sending too much fuel, and it's coming out the exhaust, and this plane's full of holes, and it's sucking vapor." You know, you try to justify it. And then um, we landed, I started to go home, and I'm putting the plane away. and I said, "Hey, we're gonna—I'm gonna take you home. I'm gonna come back up here because that—that landing gear's not supposed to be blue like that." And so that's when I got my got on my phone and Facetime with my mechanic, and he was like, "Holy crap, Turner!
0: <laughs> You're lucky to be alive."
2: Like you. Yeah, we didn't say that. We said, you're we lucky you're not in the field somewhere. Yeah. We, we have confidence that I would have been okay. Just...
1: I, I do too. I have confidence in you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it would have been a life and death thing, but it definitely would have been an injury thing. Yeah, me too. Thing.
0: I'd, lucky that, you know, that you would have been in a field six feet under somewhere. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: so, but I will say, uh, since you're giving me airtime, so starting this Friday, <laughs> well, I'm vlogging late. my commercial training in the. the oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm starting a, my, my vlog on my commercial training, and I lead with – I'm using multiple instructors for this. And at some point, I do want to go up with you, Christy, and, and, and capture some of that as well.
1: Yeah, we definitely need to. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, okay.
2: Um,
0: All right. So that's your training. Um, we've got Air Venture coming up. What are your plans yes, this year?
2: Um, it's, it's variable at this point. I'm definitely – I'm going to leave my house on Friday and fly to – um, I can't remember the airport, but it's where the rock on the ramp thing is. That's the sort of a pre-game warm up for adventure I haven't done before. Um, a lot of people go to that one. I've never heard of that. It's called Rock the Ramp. Um, and that's where, so last year, that's where the Patey's and the, the low and slow to Oshkosh guys, Corey, Robin, Trump, all those guys go to that one. Um, and then the, the following day to Saturday, I'm going to get up and I'm probably going to go do uh, Wings Over Whiteside and then fly into Oshkosh Sunday. Uh, my wife is going to join me on Tuesday. She's going to come in late Tuesday night. And so she'll be there all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, Thursday. I have a friend flying in and then Friday, we're all going to fly home. So making a week out of it and bring bringing, bringing some, um, a childhood friend of mine that I've known for gosh, since I was a baby.
0: You're going to carry an extra, um, ferry tank, maybe inside the plane to be able to wash the landing gear as you fly. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know. It just depends on how much... I You, you joke. It's a fantastic solvent. I do wash my plane with AvGas.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong. It gets cuts grease really well. <laughs>
2: well, you can clean the belly of a plane with some fuel. Don't
1: tell the EPA.
0: Alright, so... Cool. Uh, um, and then we'll probably try to do the YouTubers meet and greet on Monday. Um, yeah, we're tape delaying this podcast, so probably by the time this actually airs, we'll have established the exact time and place and everything, but... Um, I, I think it'll be very similar to last year. We'll have, um, although I probably won't try to have 19 people talk.
2: Okay. Well, and speaking of imposter syndrome, I chickened out and backed out of being the guest speaker for COPA this year.
1: Probably.
2: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they invited me to be their guest speaker at their dinner. They're like, we just need you to fill 20 minutes. And I was like, hmm, let me tell you a little bit about me. And then yeah. they said, well, why don't you just come out and have a beer with us? And I said, I'll do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm not talking COPA? in front of people.
0: That's the Cirrus owners.
1: Uh, yeah, they have
2: the Comanche
0: owners. All the planes are yeah, right. with Comanche are owners. Cessna I probably do. Owners.
1: Yeah, I know it's the Cirrus. Yeah, it's the Cirrus one. <laughs> Who gets to they, be? COPA? They have the Cirrus Owners Pilots Association, not
0: Cessna Owner Pilots right. Association, and not Comanche, Comanche or owner, Cherokee or Cherokee Owner oh, Pilots. There's so many interesting. COPAs. Oh. All right.
1: Although the Cherokee one would be Choppa. Chopa. Chopa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Chopa.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So hopefully we'll see um, everybody at AirVenture. You know, you fly in for the planes, stay for the people. Um, yeah, that's about right. And uh, okay. Well, Brian, thanks for letting us call you in on our podcast.
1: Thank you for letting us ambush you.
2: <laughs> thank, thank you for blindsiding me with that. <laughs>
0: All right. If you guys haven't seen Brian's uh, channel, it's probably a good thing and uh, won't give a link. No, takingoff.com
1: <laughs> right. or t- yeah.
0: youtube.com
1: forward slash taking
0: off. No, nah, YouTube. At and I know Josh it's time delayed, Lake so, Lake. so this doesn't
2: matter, but yeah, this this Sunday my video is sending things that are not actually oil to Blackstone for analysis and judging their responses.
0: Oh my God. Are you really doing that?
2: I, I, so here I called, the, <laughs> I to Josh Flowers today. I go, hey, Josh, I'm doing this video where I'm going to send other things, other, other <laughs> liquid samples to Blackstone. But I said, and I go, the premise is I, I want to send this stuff, but I don't want to jeopardize my actual analysis. So I'm going to use your tail number. And he said, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a
1: friend that works at Blackstone. I don't know if I should give her a heads up. No, absolutely
2: not. I'm not re- well. I I, I, deb- I I debated actually mailing them stuff, but I don't want to. I don't want to waste anyone's time. So I'm going to simulate sending this stuff off.
1: No, uh, I, I mean I legitimately have a friend who does the analyses. If you want me to hook you up with that,
0: you ought to, Brian.
2: I don't think I don't think your friend wants my urine sample.
1: Oh no. Okay, never mind. I.
2: Oh. I think it's it's better just to pretend versus to actually follow through with the joke.
1: Probably. Oh my gosh. All right. Well. On so that, this going to be the. On that note. <laughs> Please see a doctor asap. That's what it's <laughs> going to come back as.
2: Yes, Mr. Flowers, your uh, your vitamin B is low.
0: <laughs> and we're picking up some chrome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I got to buy some glitter on the way home. <laughs> all right. We found a lot of metal.
0: All right. We we have sunk to new lows. and
2: uh, This is what you guys get for ambushing me.
0: All right. <laughs> Thank you guys out there for watching. I actually have uh, the 360 video running today for one of the first times here in our... Beautiful podcast studios. You know, he did office. ambush
1: me with a urine thing one time. Yes, yeah, the so pain, this, the, this, like, pee this is on not a plane. the this is not the first time that yeah.
0: this has come up. It's a recurring theme. It's a recurring theme with Brian. So, all right, <laughs> make sure you check out his channel, just plain silly, and we'll see you guys next time on Taking Off Podcast.